Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. And it's caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. The game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. How about those Chiefs? Welcome to the Kingdom Corner. I'm Andrew, and this is your co-host, the man with the stash. <laughs> that's coming in lovely, by the way. Your, oh, your favorite person, Dale. All right. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? I'm sure we're all feeling pretty good on Victory Monday. We got to be feeling good, right? I mean, going into this game against the Dolphins, we were told by multiple people that the Chiefs didn't stand a chance, that they were just going to get blown out similar to the Broncos. Maybe not quite that bad, but that's what people thought. So, hey, we want to remind you right up top here, too, uh, make sure you like this, subscribe, comment, uh, man, all the above. Share it with your friends. Help us get it out there uh, and so that we can get more people joining in here to the Kingdom Corner. Yes. More the merrier. That's right. So the first game in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, I believe they had one in Munich uh, maybe a year or two ago or at some point, but first one in Frankfurt there. So Chiefs uh, hosting the Dolphins there in Frankfurt. There's a lot of talk that the Chiefs we're going over there too late. They arrived there oh, yeah. uh, Friday. Uh, the Dolphins, I believe, got there on Tuesday, and there's a lot of talk saying, well, the Chiefs, they're just going to be so jet-lagged. They're not even going to be able to start fast or anything. And what do you know? By halftime, is 21 to 0. 21 nothing. Yeah, so uh, pretty wild that they scored that, many, or scored that much points. Uh, I think it was probably the first, most they've scored in a half, maybe. I don't know. That can't be right. They uh well probably not because uh so they the be, Chiefs they are at, very yeah, Chicago. Right. Well, and yeah. the Chiefs, they are not a second half team this year at all. At all. So I don't know what are, it is. Man, I don't think they know what it is. <laughs> uh man, I wish they knew what it was because then we'd be able to figure some of this out a little more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they go in hosting the Dolphins. Uh, they get the ball first, go down, score. Man, and then all of a sudden, the Dolphins are punting and punting and punting. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, for this season so far, the, the Dolphins had not punted more than four times in any game. Uh, right. Yesterday, they punted seven times. Wow. So, that is pretty incredible. Yes, it is. Seven times. I mean, that, for the most... Uh... The, the number one offensive team in the league to punt seven times that that punter earned his check this week. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so like we talked about before, this was the number one offense coming into the game for the dolphins. Right. Right. And the chiefs here uh, coming in as you know, number two scoring defense, at least uh, averaging six, giving up 16 points a game. And they held the dolphins to even less than that. Wow. So, number one offensive league who's averaging uh, 33.9 points a game held them to 14 points. And you can make an argument that maybe they could have held them to 10 points if Chris Jones hadn't made uh, you know, that shove on a huge third down stop by the Chiefs. Yeah, 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 uh, for sure. And so uh, the defense, I think, is the story of the game. Again, uh, I think besides the quick start, the quick or the fast start the Chiefs had, which it seemed like they were on script there and they knew what they wanted to do and they were able to do it. Uh, a lot of Mahomes throwing, he looked uh, incredibly sharp. And then uh, the defense is locked down. 
I mean, yeah. again, like we said, to be physical on the, the line of scrimmage, uh, not only the defensive line, but the, the corners, to be physical with Tyreek and Waddle and uh, the other guys, which it seemed like you hardly heard the other guys' names. Uh, what's that number zero? It's a weird name for Miami. Miami has like a oh, – he's a uh, kickoff or punt return, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not Renfro. That's for the Raiders, but it's something like that. Anyway, to hold all those guys like just, you know, where no one was making big plays, no one's getting a rhythm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the, the Dolphins were helping us out by getting a bunch of penalties and killing their drives or slowing their drives down, uh, making it harder on themselves. And so, yeah, it was just – it looked like Andy Reid was out coaching McDaniels and then – or McDaniel. And then it looked like uh, the, uh, the defense was just running around making plays. Yeah, for sure. So, number one offense going against the Chiefs defense, and the Chiefs defense held that offense in check for three of the four quarters. They scored 14 points yeah. in the third, but other than that, home to nothing. Right. Uh, right. So, a couple things to point out here. So, the Dolphins uh, had 292 offensive yards, and on the year, they're averaging 453 yards. So, I mean, that is huge. So, almost yeah, 200 yeah. yards less. Uh, in this game than what they are averaging. Tyreek Hill held in check, which is one of our keys to the game, said, hey, keep them under 100 yards and no touchdowns. Well, they did it. They held they them about 62 yards and zero touchdowns. So they did what we said they needed to do. So another thing we said they needed to do was establish the run, right? And they right. Uh, they ran the ball. They they were committed to running the ball in this game. And so Pacheco got his, his touches. He got like we talked about before, you know, when he gets eight carries or less, you know, they've lost every one of these games and he got 16 carries yeah, uh, in this game against the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And he's not uh, he's not the home run hitter, but he's the hitter. I mean, I, he can make home runs if he may, gets out on, but he will get you yards and he does not yeah. stop. I mean, there were several times where he would like get clogged up and then, but yet he would push another two or three yards. Justin, yep. so it just shows you how determined he is and how he doesn't give up uh, on plays. So to tackle him, it, it takes a lot of effort. Maybe yeah. two, three guys most of the time. Yeah, and he's a bruiser, hard runner. So if you're going to come in for the tackle, be ready because he's going to try to hit you as much as you're hitting him too. So exactly uh, the thing we have to talk about too, whether you want to or not, the second half, right? And it's been, you know, our uh, – I don't know if you're going to call it a strategy. It's not really what they're yeah. trying to do, but it's what the Chiefs have been this year. They have not been a second-half team at all. No. Uh, and so, man, what do we got to do to get some second-half things going? Because even uh, last week against the Broncos, held scoreless again in the second half. So yeah, yeah. they are not putting up much of anything in the second half. I think they have one touchdown uh, in the last four games in the second half as the Chiefs. Yes, and I think a lot of that has to do with our punt return game. Our punt oh. return game is uh, mediocre at best, or McCole Hardman at best. Uh, well, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I was saying it during the game. Dave Tobe needs to call me, you know, and I need to tell him what to there tell McCole Hardman. I knew this would get you going. You All know, right. Because you want to know why, McCole Hardman, why are you even trying to catch it on your own five? There's yeah. one time you tried, I think he caught it on his three or four, maybe got yeah. to the five. And yeah. if he doesn't touch it, there's enough room there. That ball's bouncing into the end zone. You're going to get yeah. out of your 20. 
Why are yeah. you even trying? And so once again, if I'm Dave, so I'm telling that guy, yeah. you put your feet on the eight, maybe the 10 yard line and yeah, if it's yeah. over your head. Get, get away. Let the, yeah. let the special teams try to make a, a play to pin you back there. Don't just give it to them. No. Yeah. Man, so I, mean, I think like uh, a lot of that had to do with field position and then, then just getting pinned back there. And, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, you got their, the defense is coming after you real fast. And so, and we've known our wide receivers are not great at getting space sometimes. And so that, that hurts. And then when you triple or double team Travis Kelsey, uh, you yep. kind of just take things away. And so uh, it's it's a difficult – it's it's hard to go 90-plus 90, 90 yards down the field. And so I think that was part of it yesterday. But, yeah, there there has to be – just be more consistent on offense of who you are. I mean, this has been a really strange year for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they've had struggles. I know last year we went through those struggles where – or maybe it was two years ago. Two years ago when uh, – the honey badger was on the team. I mean, I remember the defense carried uh, them for the middle part of the season, but then the, the offense kind of figured it out and got going. But it just seems like, man, it seems like every week we're talking about the offense not figuring it out, the offense not uh, getting going. And so, Mahomes um, and Andy Reid have both promised us, uh, individuals and as the kingdom, that they are going to get figured out. So, my question to you: Do you trust? Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes that they will have it figured out by December, January when it matters. Uh, I think there's a twofold question in this. <laughs> do I think they can figure it out? Yes. Do I think the other wide receivers will figure out the game plan and be able to execute it? That I'm not sure about. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it felt like they were listening to the podcast or listening to something because we said, "Hey, let's let's limit down. Let's like you know, like let's trim down the wide receivers." And yeah. it felt like they yeah. uh, really did do that with Rasheed Rice, uh, Watson, and MBS. It felt like they were in the game a lot more. And then you sprinkled in Sky Moore, who was adequate uh, to say, you know, obviously we don't want to go crazy and be like, oh, Sky Moore's back. Sky Moore is the new weapon. No. Uh, he made two big – or I think he had two catches, if I'm remembering right, maybe three. And then uh, Tony was in there and he had a big play. But, yeah, I think uh, you sprinkle those two guys in and then you use those three as horses and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'd like to see Noah Gray. Noah Gray uh, did great yeah. yesterday. I'd I love to see him more in there uh, and doing things. Yeah, well, they must be listening because you're right, they did. So uh, there's three wide receivers that got uh, 30 or more snaps, which accounted for over 50% of all snaps. Uh, and the next wide receiver was Sky Moore, who – only got 25% of the snaps and yeah. uh, Hardman and Tony got even less than that. Tony only had seven snaps in the game, one target. Yeah. And that one target ended up being big is that in my opinion, his biggest play of this season so far, right? You know, he caught it and actually ran forward and got a first down, you know, for yeah, yeah, 12 yeah. yards or whatever it was. And biggest play he's made this season so far. So yeah, they're trying to do that, but some of these guys still have to figure out how to get open. Right. So Rasheed Rice led all wide receivers and, uh, yeah. snaps um, on the field. And so he was out there for 68% of all snaps. So that's wow. pretty good. There you uh, go. And so, for a rookie to, to be, and a rookie to come in there and do that is uh, pretty impressive too. So yeah, uh, he's just going to get better with time. So answer the question. Are they going to, are they going to have it figured out by January or December, January when it matters? Now I need to ask a follow-up question first. Now, when you say okay. figure it out, do you mean, to the standard that we're used to or just better than they're playing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The standard we're used to because they've said. Okay, then, they've... then no, then no. I don't think they'll be 
to the standard we're used to. I think they'll figure out how to move the ball more, uh, kind of like they did a couple times in the first half here against yeah, the yeah. Dolphins. I think they'll do some things like that. Well, they'll get you know a couple drives in each half. Well, they'll be able to move the ball down there and get some points. But I'm not convinced at this point that they're going to be able to get to the elite offensive standard that we're used to. Now, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, right? I hope you're wrong, but too. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not yeah. going to hold my breath. That's going to be the case because from what these wide receivers have shown us, I don't yeah. have any reason to believe that they are going to figure it out. I mean, we're, what, nine games into the season now? Uh, yeah, Coming up on our bye, so we're over halfway through the season, and we're still struggling to get guys open even. Yeah, so, what uh, – so – I wonder, so last year, the Super Bowl was the top two ranked offenses, right? Eagles and Chiefs. Chiefs yeah. being number one, Eagles being number two. So where do we have to get offense overall to win a Super Bowl? Top five, top ten? With the defense that we have right now? Yeah. Top 15. Where are we at right now? Well, a- according to the numbers, uh, going into this last game, we're number four offense. Okay, so if we're number four offense and we have our defense here, you think we can win a Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, all right. So, I, I don't like the hesitation, but I'm not feeling the hesitation. There was, well, like there was a lot more thought in there than needed the, to be. <laughs> I know, there was a lot of thought. That was for sure. I mean, I'm thinking through some of the – Teams we're going to have to go through to get to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the Bengals are starting to look better. The Ravens, they look like a complete team. Uh, then NFC, you know, maybe the Eagles or 49ers. 49ers don't look the same as they did to start the year, oh. but the Eagles look really good. So uh, yeah. there's there's a lot of good teams and a good talent. So, I mean, it's going to take yeah, yeah. a special effort on both sides, both defense and offense, to uh, get a Super Bowl just like it does every year. But right. I think they have the talent because I think they'll figure it out more, the offense more than they have so yeah. far. Uh, but I'm not going to say that they're going to get to the to the same level that they were the past few years. Okay. So, let, let me ask you this, though. So, All right, yeah. Are we a defensive team now? Like we've relied on our offense <laughs> for the past however many years. Are we now the, a defensive team, even with I mean, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think uh, so, you know. It seems like the, a lot of times the offensive players get most of the credit, uh, most yeah. of the glory. Uh, and so we don't – I mean, even on we're guilty of it on this podcast where we don't talk about the uh, defense as much as we probably should because they are playing elite and running around. And so I would say at this point right now, November 5th, 2023, we are a defensive team. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you, right? Yeah. I mean – we just talked about the offensive struggle, especially in the second half. You can't be an elite offense and not put up points in the second half. Right. You just can't. And so in the last four games, we have one touchdown in the second half. Yeah. Right. All year, we have five touchdowns in the second half. Yeah. And two of those were in the second half against the Lions. So if you take out those two, we have three in eight games in the second half. That is not a good offense. No. Yeah, so, yeah, I would say that we're a defensive team. And so uh, that brings us to this then. So who are the players that are stepping up that are making this thing possible? Yeah, Uh, McDuffie, for sure. yeah, that guy. Uh, Yes. If he's not on the all-pro team this year, then somebody needs to re-figure out how to do that, reconfigure it. 
well and like i know last year he came on as a rookie and he was hurt and so it right. kind of slowed down his progression but man that guy is flying around making plays uh t- guarding tyree kill guarding Jalen waddle gordon or whoever is in front of him uh so he's making it happen i think our, our young guys uh, cook is making it happen yeah. uh, safety he's running around flying around uh you said on when we had we were talking earlier you said uh, tranquil had probably the game of his life yeah he's he's uh making plays and then I think just uh, this de- this makeshift defensive line, not makeshift, but you know, it just seems like they pull guys, and they're Mike Dan is doing a great job. Uh, That's your boy right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> he I mean he's get getting pressure. Out. Yeah, he's yeah, getting he pressure. Uh, George Corlofis, he's getting pressure. Uh, and then who had the sack? Ninety-eight Warrington. Yeah. yeah, Wharton. 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 Yeah, he. I mean, like, where's that guy been? Right. Yeah, uh, and so he had a big sack, and well, so, and yeah. even to your point, that was caused because of McDuffie blitzing, making to right. a step up into that sack, even so. Yeah, yeah. Man, McDuffie's making even beyond the stat sheet and what might not show up, yeah. he's making his presence known even when it's not showing up on the stat sheet. Yeah, and I will say yeah. this: I mean, I know it's been well documented on this podcast that I think Spags is a genius. Uh, <laughs> this year, this year is well documented. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, well, just, I don't know about well, last year being well uh, documented that you thought that, but all right. But I will say, the times he dials up a blitz, like you know, rushing more than the four guys that are down, it just seems like the perfect timing. Yeah. It seems like more than not, we get to the quarterback or push him off his spot and make him rush or throw a bad pass or. Throw it away. And so I feel like he is doing a – he seems like he's in tune uh, to the game. And so, uh, yeah, I think Spags, all those guys, uh, you got to love Sneed and just playing old school corner, uh, physical. And, you know, yeah, he's going to get some penalties because he's a physical corner. But that's what we want, and that's what we need. We need a physical corner because more than likely we're going to face Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, uh, you know, guys that are physical as well. And so we got to have a corner that can match that. Yeah. And, you know, let's not leave out Justin Reed either. That guy's been playing. Oh, really yeah, yeah, well yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, he has. Right? He had a, some, several huge hits. They came into that yeah, game yeah. ready to play, right? Yes, they did. And so uh, one other thing, too, talking about Drew Tranquil and some of these other guys, too. Yeah. Uh, I still think that was the best game of his NFL career so far yeah. was this game just against the Dolphins and yeah. with Nick Bolton getting out he had the most snaps uh, on the defensive side of the ball I think he had 95% yeah. of the snaps he wow so huge huge like that shout more, out to yeah that's a shout out to Veach right getting him yeah. in the offseason and bringing him in just depth well, is fantastic so well that's my question is okay. Drew Tranquil is he the biggest or maybe the most productive free agent signing that Veach has had. I think you can make an argument for top two, but yeah, you could probably make an argument for top two. Might be uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, Tyler mind the honey badger. That's probably why I didn't like. I don't give a shout out to Justin Reed as much because I I think oh you stole the honey badger spot. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm yeah, a big you're fan still of that. A little bitter about that. But I'm a big fan of the honey badger, and I thought I'd love for him to still just his leadership. But Justin Reed has yeah. filled those shoes very nicely. And so I'm yeah. glad he's on the team, but yeah, I'm always yeah, missing out on that. not quite as vocal as uh, the Honey Badger was, but man, he's still making his presence known, right? Whether in coverage or just yeah, so some of the uh, there. and yeah, he's been making uh, big plays. I mean, the block punt to keep our block field goal last week against the Broncos uh, that was huge. 
And yeah. so, like you said, making big hits, making uh, the offense feel you. And so that's a, that's a good thing. Yep. Well, and then we got to tar- talk about Tyree Kill, don't we? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to. So we talked yeah. about in the preview episode of this, the Tyree Kill, uh, his thoughts on the Chiefs depend on his mood for the day, it seems like. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no disrespect to him. He's a great player. We still love oh, yeah. Tyree Kill, kind of. <laughs> you know, but, kind of. Well, as long as we're not playing him, we love him. Yeah, he's well, he's giving us I'm just a lot saying, of some of his comments make me not love him as much. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So be, depending on the week and the day, because he goes back and forth, probably right. trying to get his podcast numbers up, whatever it is. But sure, you know, I mean, sure, maybe we should just make things up too, just to get create controversy. You know, maybe there you apparently go. that's like what it. sells, and we're just trying to speak the truth out here with facts and not just say random things just to say random things. But anyways, I digress. So yeah. Um, yeah. So Tyree Kill, he has said multiple times leading up to this game, he said one of two things. He's either said, man, I love the Chiefs. You know, those are my brothers over there, man. I can't wait. Nothing but respect for those guys. Those guys are, you know, Hall of Fame caliber players. And and then, you know, the very next day, he might be able to say, man, the Chiefs, they didn't even want me. They tried yeah, to get yeah. rid of me. Man, I, I had to just beg my way and crawl my way out of there. You know, and so it just goes back and forth. And so leading up to this game, uh, he was on an interview, I think it's on his podcast or somebody else's. Uh, and he even said, he said, you know, I don't want to, but I'm going to have to throw up the deuces to the Chiefs. I don't want to. I don't want to. But, you know, I'm going to have to do it. You know, and yeah. so luckily we held him out of the end zone, didn't have to see that. But in, then right before the game, uh, he was, you know, he had made some comments leading up to the game as well that he's going to have a special celebration, whatever it may be, yeah. uh, if he scored. And then it came out right before the game. Apparently, he's told the sideline reporter there, and she reported uh, on the broadcast and said, you know, I just talked to Tyreek Hill, and he says if he gets in the end zone, he's looking over at Andy Reading and be shouting, you shouldn't have traded me. And so, I mean, things like that are just the thing yeah, that yeah. rub you wrong as a fan because right. we know what really happened, and they did not push him out of town. Tyreek wanted to be the highest-paid player. You know, if that's what you want to do, you know, I'm not going to say you shouldn't be, right? Right. So – you know, he got his money like he wanted and he got traded out like he wanted. And the chiefs even did him right and let him pick which team they traded him to. So I don't want to hear any of this about Tyreek Hill was mistreated by the chiefs, but all that to say that third touchdown right before the half, uh-huh. uh, Trent McDuffie comes up there, lays the wood on Tyreek Hill. Uh, I guess the ball loose throttles it loose, jostles it loose. And then Mike Edwards comes up, picks it up. Tyreek Hill wraps him up really quick around his ankles, not really bringing him down. Uh, and then Brian Cook comes up. Mike Edwards laterals up back to him. And Brian Cook, who knew how fast that guy was? Yeah. Uh, high, man, high stepping. High stepping man, down the sideline. That dude took off for the end zone. Uh, they said, you know, as we talked about before, the NFL now measures how fast people run because apparently we're all about stats now. And he is the fastest ball carrier for the Chiefs so far this season. Holy right? cow. Yeah. So that is impressive. That guy was moving. Yes, he was. So how how, how did that make you feel seeing Tyreek Hill fumble that ball? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're like, well, that's why you keep your mouth shut uh, because things like that. And so you just uh, – there's something too. I know it's boring. I know the media probably doesn't like it. I know fans probably don't like it when football players are boring or they just say the right thing. And like Andy Reid's the most boring coach ever. 
Uh, always talking about how great the other team is. You know, we're playing. We get we look, really look forward to the challenge of playing. You know, whoever they're they're, they're great, and so and I'll never uh, say anything wrong about Chiefs players or coaches. Right, and so Even we we yeah we don't, and it's funny because we don't like that. But then we don't like when uh, players start, you know, speaking yeah. crazy. And so it's it's just, it's funny. But, yeah, I definitely for as much uh, – and I think really the one thing, I think the disrespect to Mahomes. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Mahomes, is, I may even not be the most accurate quarterback, but he may, he is the greatest quarterback. And so I think you yeah. just keep your mouth – you just – hey, two is really good, right? But he still hasn't done anything. Yeah, I don't think he's won a playoff game, right? I don't think he's won an not MVP. Yet. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, so there's a lot of things Tua has not done that Mahomes has done. So let's just, let's remember who we're talking about, Tyreek. Yes, absolutely. You know, and yeah. speaking of Andy Reid too, there's a report that came out this week that uh, said that Andy Reid addressed his team. You know, we just talked about that. He never said yeah. anything bad about his team or coaches and yeah. defends him as, and is even sometimes to a fault too loyal to players and coaches. Right. Because we don't like the people uh, as, as a person, but. Right. Sometimes as a football standpoint, you just need to move on or get somebody to replace that person. And Andy Reid yeah. is so loyal to those people. That yeah. being said, a report okay. came out this week that he addressed the Chiefs team as a whole uh, and the offense specifically and apparently lit into them about how yeah. embarrassing that was against the Broncos and how that should never happen and you know so on and so on. And that and apparently Mahomes stood up and echoed the same sentiments. And so – yeah. Uh, if that is true, you know, and from all things that we can see, it is true. Yeah. Uh, that is good to hear that Andy Reid, as kind and as gentle as he looks on the sidelines to reporters, he still has a fire in there to coach. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and get these players going. So there is a reason why he is a head coach. And yes, sometimes I don't understand the decisions, but, you know, all that being said, he's still a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, he is. And so I think it also probably speaks more volume. Uh, when he does get on them, right? Instead yeah. of uh, always getting on them or always yelling at them or always cussing them or whatever it would be. Uh, and so when he does do it, and it's rare, it's like, oh, okay, we better listen up. We better focus here. We better get going. And they, the boys, looked, they looked ready. Yeah. And so I'm excited for our bye week, uh, and I'm excited to play. I mean, we got the longest bye week possible. Uh, we yeah. play the Eagles on Monday night. Yeah. Well, and to follow up before we jump to that Eagles yeah. thing too, uh, with Andy Reid, so play calling, right? That's something we talked about last couple weeks. Yeah. So oh, I was thinking is, about this. This yeah. is the question everybody's been debating over. So we yeah. have to talk about it here too. So uh, the Chiefs get the ball back. There's like four, four and a half minutes left in the game. Uh-huh. Right. And so they get a couple first downs. They can run the clock out. Game's over. Right. They don't even get one first down. Right. None. So yeah. they do some very conservative plays. They get up to where it's third and one. And right. Pacheco's been running the ball day, getting you those tough yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we see that Mahomes is dropping back to pass. Yeah. And not only does he not complete the pass, he throws it away because nobody's open. Right. And, and obviously hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yes. Because we've talked about this before, too, is why are we trying to run the ball when we have a half a billion yeah, dollar yeah. quarterback, too? Right. So you have both sides. But what do you do in that situation? So if it's third down and one or two, are you running the ball? Or are you passing the ball in this yeah. situation with the Chiefs? So I think they try to get clever. Yeah. And so when, sometimes when you get clever, you hurt yourself, right? And so I think they did two runs in a row and they got them to the third and one. 
if I remember right. And then I think they thought, oh, we'll catch him off guard and we'll hit a big play down the field. Yeah. And then it just crushed the spirits. And so they did. And uh, I just don't think well, the Miami Dolphins ever thought they were going to run anyway with the third well, and one. And I think the problem was, too, is they were trying to target Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Who has been blanketed all game, double or triple covered all game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are one of those things that you're, uh, when teams are playing you like that, you know, and yeah. you're getting to be in your 30s. He's 33 now, uh, which for an NFL player who takes a lot of hits like Travis Kelsey, that's starting to age a little bit. Uh, right. But if you're going to go for on third and one, you know, and pass the ball to a guy who's been triple covered all game, uh, I don't feel like that's a winning formula. And so no. I I have no problem with them passing it. I have right. no problem with them trying to pass it to a play that hasn't worked all game. Right. Right. And so if you, I don't think there's a wrong decision to run or to pass uh, because right. that has been running good all game, getting you tough yards. But if you yeah. pass it, I'd rather see them roll out uh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes where he has the ability to either run for the first down or do one or two, you know, short slant routes to get the first down. Right. So I'd like to see something like that. Yeah, and I thought the – I don't know if you noticed, but I always watch and uh, see who's calling the plays. It looked like this was Matt Nagy's game. Yeah, well, here's the flip side of that too. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Matt Nagy probably calls a lot of these plays as well. But we I, thought, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, this this game, I think Andy Reid was calling a lot of plays in the previous games, but I think Andy uh, – Matt Nagy called this game. And so – well. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I can't confirm you. or not deny. Yeah, right. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm bringing up this point is okay. The last few years, we've always argued about is Andy recalling or Eric enemy and gotten on to whoever it was. Right and now, we're seeing some of the same results, but new offensive coordinator. Yeah. So, I'm not saying Matt Nagy's not calling something, but I also think that. Andy Reid is saying pass run and then yeah. Matt Nagy might be picking the play. Right? Well, there you go. Yeah, that could very well be. I know he has the play call book or our play call sheet right there in front of him. And I, and he's always said, you know, they get 49% and I get 51 yeah. of the play calling. So whatever he says, you know, has to go or whatever the call is has to be approved yeah. basically by him. Yeah. And even if it was Matt Nagy, he would never say it because he'll, once again, he'll never throw right. any of those coaches under the bus. You, never. Know, you don't really want him to either. Uh, no, it is a fun thing to debate. So is Matt Nagy, you know, if your suspicion is correct that he was calling those play calls, is Matt Nagy the long-term answer for the chiefs offense? <sighs> is, is he the reason why they're struggling? I think it's uh, the young talent. That's why they're struggling, right? It's the young talent struggling. I don't think the play calls. I mean, sometimes I'm like, what is? what are we doing? But uh, for the most part, usually it's kind of like, what are we doing? And then, well, hey, we'll, we, kinda, we have one five back there. And so he kind of figures it out and gets us going. But, yeah, for, I think it's our young guys just still growing, still trying to figure it out, find their place, find their role uh, in the system. Yeah, yep. I don't disagree with you at all. So it'll it'll be fun to see how this all works out. Hopefully they'll find their rhythm and get rolling with that. So uh, we got to buy now, though, as you point out, maybe a longer buy. Yeah, we're also coming back from Germany, so maybe a little bit shorter too. Uh, But we're going up against the Eagles, who are also going into their buy. So both teams will be coming off of their buy uh, into Arrowhead Stadium on Monday Night Football when these teams return. 
So, Super Bowl uh, rematch. That's right. This game is going to live up to the hype. Uh, when we get close yeah. to that game, we'll preview that too. But what? Man, uh, what do we? If we win or we lose, does it say? Does this game? Okay, let me rephrase this. Does this game mean anything? Oh, absolutely, it does. Okay, so all right. Then, I think every game means something. Sure, right? but especially because with how much we've been struggling, we want to see how yeah. we're competing against potentially a Super Bowl matchup, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, the Eagles look like the the team to beat in the NFC. They have their struggles and shortcomings as well. Jalen yeah. did not look sharp yesterday in his game. No, but, you know, but the Chiefs have got to show that they can play against any of these guys, including big receivers like AJ Brown. Now, I know they yeah. play against people like Tyreek Hill, but. Um, so they figure out how to stop speed by jamming yeah, at the yeah. line as they did Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle all game, just hitting him yeah, at yeah, the yeah. line, just bruising him up. Yeah. But when you get against guys like AJ Brown, who's not only tall, but very well built and strong, <laughs> uh if you're gonna try jamming him at the line, yeah. you might find yourself on your backside too. So Yes uh, indeed. It'll be interesting to see how they approach that game. And so it's gonna be a good test for our defense too. Uh I think this Game against the Dolphins proved that we have a real defense. Uh, yep. So these are two different styles of offenses, though, with the Dolphins uh, and the Eagles, right? The Eagles are a lot more physical. The Dolphins are a lot more speed. So yeah. we'll see how we compete against both styles of offense. So it'll be interesting. It will. It will indeed. So, so yes, I think it is a – it's not necessarily a, a quote, must-win game. Right. It does matter for sure because you want to see how you're stacking up, and especially coming off the bye – uh, what what's your offense doing to compete against these you know right. NFL uh, Super Bowl caliber teams? And no disrespect to the Dolphins, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender yet. Not yet. Uh, they, they're they, on their way. They, they're, they're on, on their, their way. way. Next year they might be right there, but right now I think yeah. they're just missing a few pieces. You know. Yes. Yes, uh, indeed. So, but they're close. They're close. So. Well, thanks for joining us in this episode of The Kingdom Corner. This episode is brought to you by Ohe Threads, where a portion of every purchase goes to support missions all over the world, one super soft tea at a time. You can find them online at ohethreads.com. We'll see you next time right here in The Kingdom Corner.